Do you like retro games? Check out the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast, hosted by Jason Robbins and Derek Diamond, where every week they review old games and cover the latest retro gaming news. Go to nerdcaveretro.com to join the Discord community. If you like the Open Micers Podcast but think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court Podcast, hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn, found wherever podcasts are given away for free. Do you believe in ghosts, UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis? We are ready to believe you. Join our spirited hosts, Carlos and Wally, as they investigate real ghost videos, discuss guest experiences, and research the real-life origins of some of our favorite horror movies with a dash of Ghostbusters news thrown in from the home office. So, if you believe, you don't, or somewhere in between, join us as we try to unravel the mysteries of the paranormal on Ready to Believe You, wherever podcasts are available. We also want to shout out our other patrons, J.P. Leonard and Tyler Arsenault, Mr. Derek Diamond and old Rob himself, Robbie Hennig. Just drop that ass bitch, it's open micers in the house Pop that pussy with that open micers logo in your mouth Kissing with his bald ass head, Jacob looking in bed It's open micers bitch, heard what I said Drop that ass, drop that ass, open micers in the house Drop that ass, pop that pussy, open micers in the house Open micers in the house, open micers in the mouse Drop that ass, pop that pussy, open micers in the house the mic is now open. That's right. The mic is now open. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Jacob Craig. Returning to my own podcast. How can I make a triumphant return if I've never left, Jason? Have you even been on a podcast yet this this year on the show? I mean, maybe like one, one or two. It's already in halfway through February. It's like, oh, you've only been on like one show. Yeah, well, I, I missed the episode with Mike and Tech. Dyke, and I'm docking I, your pay. I'm docking your pay on the show here. All right, subtract zero from zero, Daddy. Let's <laughs> take away all you want. Uh, you can have all of my pay, actually. We would we um, would actually get paid if the patron if we would have people join our Patreon. I mean, we love our patrons that we have, but you other people out there you need to give us some money. That way, we can uh, we can do this, you know, a little more full time. Yeah, we haven't even made it a minute into the podcast. We're already begging people for money. <laughs> That's how it is. Like, I, I, got, I got car stuff, baby. I got car stuff to fix. Like, I got this one problem that's going to cost me a, a thir- another $1,300 to fix. So I need some, need some cheese, daddy-o. Yeah, see, and I don't have car problems, baby. I have baby problems, car. <laughs> um, <laughs> the problem with my baby is that she keeps getting unfed. I put food in her mouth. <laughs> And then hours later, I need to feed her again. Well, whose fault is that? I mean, should have just wrapped that bad boy up and you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have these problems now. I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on here. Moving right along. Uh, your daughter's great. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want you to not have her. But yeah, that's uh, whew, I'm so glad I didn't have kids. Yeah. I mean, I'm at the point, though, where I think if, if we didn't have her then i probably wouldn't ever have kids you know i can barely feed myself much less feed you know uh, another tiny human oh yeah i can't feed anybody (laughs) i'm doing real bad (laughs) 
Please help me. Someone send help. <laughs> well, I got some. I got, I got some uh, Vegemite for you to eat, uh, which we're gonna do. Thanks. <clears throat> yeah. Really looking forward to that. <laughs> so, what are you bringing to the table this week? Uh this week I've I've got a couple of stories. Um, mainly one story. So. Uh, I was, everyone at my work has been sick, including me. I, I was out for a week with the flu. I had to miss two podcasts because of the flu. And um, so when I came back to work, my coworkers in my classroom were both sick with COVID. So it was just me and a substitute teacher uh, for two days. And um, the substitute teacher started like, I mean, the whole day was fine until like the last hour of the day, she started like saying a bunch of weird stuff to one of the kids. Um, so what kind of weird are we talking about here? Like, what was she saying? So first of all, shout out to Tyler Arsenault for his bit that he has about, um, how old people like don't know what the word skeet means. (laughs) Everybody, he he convinced his mom that skeet means smoke weed or something like that. So this lady, she's talking. I have a kid who he like he's really strong because he's in a wheelchair. So he he uses his his one arm that he has. Oh, so he's got like that monkey strength. Yeah, dude, he's constantly <laughs> crawling around, pushing himself, like pushing his wheel in his wheelchair. So he has the one usable arm that is just extremely strong and he will grab people and pull them to him so he can kiss them. Right. <laughs> like As Pepe Le Pew style. Yeah. <laughs> and so he did this to the substitute teacher and she's like, I'm going to tell my husband on you, which is fine. I mean, you know, that's playful. She's like, I'm going to tell my husband on you. And then she's like, my husband has a gun. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Where are we going with this? Like, my husband has a gun. He's going to come up here and shoot you. I'm like, what? Wait, that's that. No, that's a threat. (laughs) You can't do that. But I'm just ignoring it at this point. And I think she realizes that, like, she took playfulness a little too far and she started walking it back. She was like, he has a water gun. He's going to come up here and shoot you with water. (laughs) So I didn't, like, report her. For a, a, a felony of threatening to get someone to come up to the school and shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't say those things these days in schools. No. No, no I mean, and, and it was fine if you're like, oh, I got a husband. I'm going to tell my husband on you. But then she took it a little too far. Yeah. And then she walked it back saying it's a water gun. Huh. And then she said about the water gun. She was like, that's what uh, my husband does with the water gun all the time. He'll shoot my grandson in the face. That's what he does. He skeets it. He just skeets that gun all over the place. He skeets it into my grandson's face. (laughs) And I was like, wait, pause. (laughs) Do we know what that means? How old is this lady? Easily in her 60s. Okay. Talking about, yeah, he's skeeting all over the place. He just skeets that water gun in my grandson's face. <laughs> well, it is the South, so you know it, it. It is very feasible that she does know what skeet means, but I don't think she's using it correctly. <laughs> like even in terms of it not being what we know it to be, I don't think that 
you can say skeeting your grandson in the face no. with a water gun. Wow. <laughs> I don't even I know what to say to that. That's just, that's first off, you, you're threatening special needs children with your husband. Like he's going to come up here and blow your fucking head off. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> like really? <laughs> okay. So it's the, the actual like Oxford definition of the word skeet oh, so is a sport. Huh? Skeet is actually in the, 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 the dictionary. Yes. Like for real, it, like the actual like Webster's Oxford dictionary. Yeah, but what it means is is a sport in which a disc baked of clay is thrown into the air for people oh, to shoot at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like skeet shooting. See, I but thought that's maybe not what everyone like, knows it means. I thought they had maybe like up, updated it to to include modern slang. No, no, the, uh, little John's not making any edits to the Oxford English Dictionary anytime <laughs> soon. Yeah, but it's not just him. It's like if the public uses it. In a certain way, they'll go back and update the, the dictionaries to include, <clears throat> you know, updated meanings of words. Yeah, I remember when they put twerk in the dictionary, stuff like that. I don't think they should have, but that's just my opinion. I mean, twerk it, work it, daddy. What do you want yeah, from me? I, I do. Mean, it's... On a daily basis. Doesn't, doesn't help. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, maybe that's the definition that she meant, but that's just such a weird thing to say. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's, I don't know. I have no, I have nothing for that. That's just strange, strange, and, strange behavior. And she's subbed in my classroom before, and she's the sweetest lady ever. And she's very nice and very helpful. And she goes like above and beyond as a substitute teacher. And then she talks about, Skeeting, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear any yeah. of this. Is what I'm gonna do. Well, did you at least correct her? Nope, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> Why would I do that? Why would I ruin someone else's good time? Yeah. Why would I ruin someone else's laugh, Jason? Yeah. I'm just gonna laugh quietly to myself at my desk. <laughs> While she uses the wrong definition of skeet. Yeah. I don't really have any uh, weird stories to bring this week. Nothing weird has happened to me in the last week or two. I wish uh, usually at least one or two weird things happen out in public. Nothing, nothing strange lately. Yeah, that's too bad. That makes for really good podcasting <laughs> when you don't have anything to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I know. Well, that, that's the thing. Like maybe the mercury is in Gatorade or whatever it is. Like something weird's yeah. going on because usually. I step out of the house and just weird shit happens all day long. Lately, it's been kind of, I don't know, 2024 has been uneventful so far. Yeah. I mean, weird stuff happens to me every day, too, but I feel like I can't talk about most of it because it involves my job. And I don't want like one person from my job to listen to my podcast and be like, oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> well, what, what happens if they listen to this one and they find out one of their substitute features is talking about skeeting all over the place? <laughs> I mean, that doesn't concern me because it could it could be any substitute that I'm talking about. And it's not someone who's usually there. But I don't know. I, I feel weird talking about like the specialty kids I work with on here, too, because like I could do a whole podcast about just that. Yeah, I don't and think and that we're not be... supposed to talk about them either. <laughs> I don't think so. that would be received very well. 
I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of funny stories, like like nothing disparaging, you know. I mean, yeah. they they are genuinely funny human beings. <laughs> They're yeah, genuinely sure. hilarious a hundred percent of the time. Actually, over the last uh I'd say a couple of months, I've been really wanting to um, if nobody knows where we live, we live on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Uh, I live in a town called Ocean Springs, and I was actually thinking about starting an Instagram account for Ocean Springs parking and just taking pictures of people who don't know how to fucking park and just calling <laughs> them out. That would, I think that would be received pretty well. Dude, you it's just- everywhere. It's like no matter where I go, people are the dumbest like like just taking up two two three sometimes four spaces and just parking in space places that aren't even parking spots like what are you doing yeah you could call it gulf coast bad parking and then your dms would be flooded with pictures and why what is it with people and and if you're listening to this and 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 if you do this please write into the show open open micers podcast at gmail.com why do people park like back into parking spaces. Yeah. I mean, just because they're better than everyone else. I mean, I just don't, I, I don't, I, I don't have any problems backing out of a parking space. So I'm not afraid to park normally, but I'll, you'll sit in the parking lot wherever you go. And, and inevitably there is, you know, a, a, a huge freaking tank of a truck trying to do like an 80 point turn to back into a parking spot it's like dude just if you can't drive that thing don't have it that's all i gotta say about those things yeah and also backing into a parking spot is so much harder than backing out of one it is (laughs) like Like it's 50 times more difficult you just could not do it it takes so long for these people to back into a parking space i'm just like why don't you just park like a normal fucking human being Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and for an area too, that's like everyone down here should know how to drive because you have to drive so much living down here because things so spread out. Yeah, I mean, everyone who's like a native, you know, native to the Gulf Coast knows that like you you have to drive maybe up to forty minutes to get anywhere and go do anything. Like everyone that I've grown up with is like, yeah, I go to Gulfport and Mobile and you know all all over the coast all the time. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you're in a car that much, you should know how to drive. But just bad driving is rampant down here. It's insane. Oh, you know what I see a lot lately, especially around Ocean Springs? <clears throat> I will sit there every day and I and just I it it takes me two to three minutes to drive to work. Like I'm not I live right down the street from work. Just on my way way to work and on my way home, the people that are just on their phone while they're driving. Mm-hmm. just like driving along and the phone is like right in front of their face and they're just not even paying attention to the road yeah that's crazy i mean i've gotten a little bad about it lately but uh, i mean o- only like on my way to and from work because i know the route so well and i'm only doing it to like find a song on spotify i'm not like texting or anything but yeah. you know See, I have an app on my phone. I have Geico insurance, and the Geico app will track yeah. you when you're driving. And it, um, if you're, if you have so after so many, um, it tells you what level you're at. The higher levels you go, you'll like get money off of your uh, insurance if you don't look at your phone while you're driving. So 
I'd rather just not look at my phone and pay less than insurance. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I had that, you know, incentive, I'm at a point in my life where, like, if I fuck up and someone hits me or something, then it's, the insurance will probably buy me a better car than what I have. <laughs> so as long as it's not my fault, we're good. Yeah, that's why I don't get rid of my car. Because I every time something happens to my car, everybody's like, why don't you just go get another car? Well, for one thing, I can't afford another car payment every month, like between rent and electricity and groceries and uh, internet and cell phone and, and gas and everything. Like I don't like I'm stretched pretty freaking thin every month. I don't have another $300, $400 to drop on a car payment. Plus my insurance would double because I'd have to have full coverage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, things are hard out there for a gangster, Jason. Yeah, it is. You know, I thought by the time I was 46 years old, I'd have everything figured out. I don't know shit about shit. (laughs) I don't have money. I don't, I'm not sitting on, you know, a retirement. Like I'm just sitting here looking at my retirement and I'm like, death. That's what my retirement will be. Just death. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean statistically i'm looking pretty good too man i mean i i feel like i'm gonna die like right as soon as i retire because <laughs> i'm at the point now where if i stay in the same school district uh for my entire career then i'll be retiring in my 50s see that's why we got to dream big brother got to dream big so that we can hit our you know we can do something with our lives and, and make it at some point. Yeah. Well, you got to dream big with me. You, I try to dream big and everybody tries to drag me down. <laughs> I say, yeah. no, it's never going to happen. In, in our little, uh, in our Patreon, um, group chat we have with all the producers. I'm, it's like, Hey, Jason thinks we can, we can get on at after midnight. And everybody's like, Jason's stupid. Jason's the worst. He's just a dreamer. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to correct you in real time. I'm going to pull a Wallace Feltz move. Um, first of all, that happened on Twitter, not in our group chat. So you can go ahead and strike that from the record. Okay. <laughs> Second of all, the, the people that were saying that were me and Wally, me, who you had the initial uh, uh, disagreement <laughs> with on the podcast, and Wally, who just so happens to think as realistically as I do. And I'm not saying that n- nothing will ever happen, you know, the, just the point I made on that episode was like, you know, I could try to do a varied amount of things in my comedy career right now, but I just know it's not very likely to happen. So I'm going to do things that are more likely to happen so I can succeed. Yeah. But that's the point is you aim for the big thing and you take the little victories that along the way that get you to that point. Yeah, I know. I mean, but I mean, I'm going to aim at the little victories and then set a new goal. And it's the same. It's the, the same thing. It's just I a different set, way of thinking. I set the big goal so that when the little little victories happen, there you know there's something to celebrate. Now, see, if I set a big goal, I'm going to be disappointed until I reach the big goal. The same reason, like I remember when I was in the Mobile Comedy Festival, I came in fourth, and I was absolutely crushed. <laughs> I came in fourth out of like, I mean, at least a hundred people, and I got fourth place, and my heart was absolutely broken. And Zeke Buckholz told me outside, he was free, he freaked out on me a little bit. He was like, dude, why are you upset? You did fantastic. You got fourth place. There's absolutely nothing to be upset about. I just said, I, I wanted to win. That was my goal. That was my one and only goal when I went into it. 
was I wanted to get first place. So not getting first place absolutely crushed me, even though I got three places down and it was an incredible victory or it could have been, but I was disappointed in myself. I mean, I understand that, but you got to take the little victories along the way, man. No, I was salty about that for a while <laughs> to, to the point where like, uh, I went on tour or I went on a little run with RJ Marchand or RJ Marchand after that, who got third place right above me. And I was so mad because I got fourth place and the prize for fourth place was like a, a small amount of money of a gift card. And third place was like an actual monetary value. It was real money yeah. and a trophy. I was so I was so jealous of him, dude. And I was so mad. And I was like, this guy's not funny. I freaking hate this guy. That's why and then, you use that to fuel yourself to, to do better next time. Yeah. But I mean, I went on the tour with the guy and I was like, oh, he actually like genuinely is a little funnier than me. So like, you know, he's cool. We're cool. All I'm saying is, is if you shoot for the stars, you might hit the moon. And that's still, that's something. May not ever get on at midnight or after midnight, but might do some cool shit along the way while aiming for that. And that's all I'm trying to say. Not get ripped to shreds by my two best friends for being an idiot and thinking he can actually do something in this world. Well, I'm just saying, Jason, you're objectively wrong and we're objectively right. That's it. That's just where the disagreement lies. Hey, I've made some cool shit happen in my life because I was aiming for the stars. Yeah, dude, but not with network CBS. It's hard for like actual established actors to do anything with network CBS. Yeah, but that's why you got to have the little victories along the way. You might not ever happen, but you never know what can. If we aim for that and be like, hey, in two years, we want to be on after midnight. What are the things we got to do? to make ourselves get to that point. And that's where you start the journey. Dude, in two years, someone's going to find me dead in a dumpster with my pants around my ankles. <laughs> what are we talking about here? I'm not going to be on after midnight. I'm going to, I'm not going to be anywhere. You never know, man. You just got, you got to have something to aim for. Cause if I, if I didn't have stuff to aim for, I would not be able to get out of bed in the morning because you know what? Life is hard, man. And if you don't have dreams, then you got nothing, man. Life just, life will beat the fucking shit out of you. But you gotta have something to get up for. Okay, Rocky. What are we doing here, dude? <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> we... I'm just trying to defend my position because you guys took me to task. And I feel like I need to be like, yeah. hey, you gotta have dreams, man. But don't shit all, don't yuck my yum because you guys don't want to be realists. No, dude, I get it, but... Just, I feel like me and Wally have the same way of thinking. We're like, yeah, I mean, it's cool to think that. It's cool if that does happen, but, you know, I'm going to think just more realistically. It's the same, it's literally the same way of thinking of every open micer who goes to every open mic and does the same five minutes that doesn't work. And then afterwards, they talk a big game and they're like, one day I'm going to be big and I'm going to be on the Tonight Show. When they don't hate, they don't even have a cohesive 10 minutes. Like, yeah, you might be big and be on the Tonight Show one day, but you have to figure a bunch of stuff out first for that to happen. Like, well, that's the thing. They just got to figure it out. You got to figure out how to do shit. That's the whole point. I'm trying to figure out how to do drugs, Jason. <laughs> it's either have a dream of being on After Midnight or I'm just going to start doing heroin. One of the two. 
Well, start shooting, Daddy. <laughs> start skeeting. <laughs> Go ahead. Skeet and all over skeet this that microphone. heroin into your arm. <laughs> skeet that hot heroin into your veins. All right, we got. If, if you're out there listening to this, tell us if you're Team Jason or Team Jacob on this whole issue. Team Jacob or Team Edward? Let's let's take it back. Yeah. Who are you? Werewolf or vampire? <laughs> Which out of us is the werewolf and which one's the vampire? Obviously, I'm the werewolf. My name's Jacob. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you are a little hairy, so you're a little more hairier. Than yeah. Me. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big old hairy boy. <laughs> Dude, can I just say that in my relationship, my ass hair has gotten to be like a point of contention? Is Has it? Because, dude, the older I get, it's it's starting to look like... I'm, I'm, I look like... I'm starting to look like Chewbacca back yeah, there. I, I have the hairiest ass of all time. And <laughs> she it's not even like that that she's upset about. She's like, I'm upset that it doesn't end. It doesn't end <laughs> at your butt. It keeps going a little bit <laughs> in both directions. It goes up my back and then down to my taint. <laughs> and that's what she's bad about. Have you ever she's tried like, you got to do something with it. You got to shave it. Why don't you have her shave it? No, I don't try. I mean, the last time she shaved my head, I swore I would never let her do that again. I'm not going to let her anywhere near there. <laughs> I'd rather do it blind. Did you ever see um, Malcolm in the Middle? Uh, a few episodes here and there. There was this one episode. I don't know why this stuck with me, but Hal, the dad, the guy that went on to be yeah. Breaking Bad, he, um, there was an episode where they were sitting there eating breakfast, and Hal was in the living room, and he was, or no, the kitchen. Middle of the kitchen, he's standing there reading the newspaper, and he's naked, but he's got the newspaper, you know, like, covering his junk, and the the mom is, like, sitting there with an electric shaver, like, shaving his body down. There's just, like, mounds of hair on the ground. I don't know why that that stuck with me, because I was like, that's so gross. Yeah, that's got to be me in about 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) You standing in the living room naked while she shaves you down? Yeah, just reading a newspaper. Yeah. I don't even know where to get a newspaper anymore. Do they even make newspapers anymore? I don't know. It's just going to be me looking at my phone, and they're going to be like, that doesn't cover anything. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Or maybe it does I'll hold it at a certain everything. angle. It'll, yeah, that's what, that's what I was about to say. If I, I hold it at a certain angle, it'll cover everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think we just ran out of steam all of a sudden. <laughs> Yeah, we're almost there. We're yeah. almost to the end. Yeah. I'm the only one who brought any substance to this episode, Jason. Well, I was trying to think. I was like, I don't have anything to talk about this week. Uh, you know, we do, We still got a couple of, um, let me look here real quick. We still had a couple of uh, news stories from headliners that were left over, if you want to. Um, yeah, I went and up. cleaned that up because you don't know how to delete anything. Well, I didn't have time. I didn't feel like it's your job. So you want to cover yeah. cover a couple of these for the next couple of minutes? Yeah, we can do that. All right. First right here. <clears throat> All right. This is from <clears throat> WLOX.com. Executive director of shrimp processing group accused of stealing millions. Ooh, look at this dude. Looks like my dad. Uh well, Biloxi, please, call your dad. Uh, have arrested a man who they say stole stole more than three million from the American Shrimp Processing Association, uh, 79-year-old Charles David Veal of Gulfport and charged him with felony embezzlement. Uh, 
how does I mean, I've never heard of the American Shrimp Processing Association. Yeah, I think it's made up by Big Shrimp. Big Shrimp. <laughs> That's what they called me in high school. <laughs> and that is why your phone can cover everything. <laughs> so so what's what did he do? That's illegal exactly. He smuggled shrimp. Uh I'm trying to look at the thing here. Um, it just says he embezzled the money. I thought maybe he had stolen three million dollars worth of shrimp. Oh, he transferred funds from their nonprofit bank account into his own personal account. I mean, did you not know that they could track that? I mean, he's in his seventies. I mean, back then he they probably couldn't, <laughs> but now they're like, "How'd you know?" <laughs> <laughs> we looked at your bank account. Oh. <laughs> Why'd you do that? It's great. That dude looks just like almost just like my dad. I don't like that. Have you called your dad recently? Yeah, call him. Hey, you got you get caught embezzling from the shrimp shrimp people. You're like, hey, you got shrimp money and you didn't give me any? <laughs> give me some of that shrimp money, Daddy. All right. What's this next? From, Big you Daddy read shrimp this one? money. Yeah, you want me to do the next one? Yeah, you can do the next one. All right. This is a this is an old article. Chris Rock and other top comedic talent decline offers to host the Golden Globes. Now, obviously, we know that the Golden Globes was hosted by Joe Coy, yeah. and he did so poorly. He and he was not their first phone call. He was well down the line, apparently, because we're reading this news story. Uh with Golden Globe nominations being announced Monday morning, a search for the host is still underway. CNN has learned. Two-time Oscar host Chris Rock is among those to decline offers to host the January 7th ceremony, a source with knowledge of the conversation is told CNN, as have at least four other A-list comedic actors. So Joe Coy, at least the fifth call behind Chris Rock. Why would they think he would even do it after he got slapped on the Oscars? Yeah, no shit. And another thing, like, who in their right mind at this point, as awful as, the, as these things have been, the last decade or so, 15, 20 years, who in their right mind would want to host these things? This right. has got to be like something in their contracts or something like Joe Coy. Why did he say why he accepted to do it? I'm sure he did it because no one knows who he is. Or was he forced to do it by like his management or? No, he definitely wasn't forced to do it. I mean, it, it was his, his, opportunity to break into the mainstream of hollywood like because he, he's at, at that at that point of as a comic where he's selling out arenas as a stand-up comedian but then he's trying to make movies the movies are bad he's not quite breaking into you know hollywood acting roles hosting the golden globes could be the way to do that but it just so happened to be the worst thing to ever happen to him <laughs> yeah when you only have like a couple of days to prepare and most of the jokes yeah. aren't yours like uh I wouldn't even want to do that job. Right. Uh, others who declined, Ali Wong declined, Will Arnett, Sean Hayes, and Jason Bateman from the Smartless podcast declined. Um, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey declined, saying that they would never do the Golden Globes again. Huh. Uh, I don't blame them. Let's see. And then it's just talking about like what they did in the past 
talking about when Jimmy Fallon and Seth Meyers hosted it. Yeah, so basically no comedian wants to do an award show anymore because why would they? I mean, you let Chris Rock get the crap smacked out of him live on the Oscars. Why would any comedian who can go sell millions of dollars worth of tickets on a single tour want to do that for very little money, a thankless job, a very stressful job that you're probably going to get assaulted at while you're doing. I mean, asking Chris Rock to, to, to be a host of it is like, why? He is not going to want it. It's a slap in the face to get asked to come back. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> wishful thinking, uh, you know. I mean, is was Will Smith at the Golden Globes? You can't say that he can't be there. You can't say he's not going to be there. What if Will Smith pulls a repeat? <laughs> what if he's just like, it's on site? <laughs> he's like the Manchurian candidate. He sees Chris Rock and he just gets triggered, rushes yeah. the stage. Dude, what, what makes me the maddest about all of that is that Dave Chappelle has to open his mouth about it like anyone cares what he thinks about the situation. What did he you say? heard about what he said about it? No. He was like, I can tell you if I was presenting at the Oscars and Will Smith slapped me in the face, he would not have sat down and enjoyed the rest of his night. Well, no one asked you to host the freaking Oscars <laughs> or do anything with it. You're yeah. not an actor. Well, it, no he, one wants you there. <laughs> he did half baked. That was a award worthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was in a star is born. <laughs> He had a buzz. He had Oscar buzz. Yeah. Here's no, he can be at the Grammys. No one cares if he's at the Oscars. Here's a lovely headline. Body lotion accused of attracting giant spiders. Uh, let's see. Sephora shoppers are cautioning beauty enthousi- enthusiasts not to buy the Sol de Janeiro Delicia Drench body butter. I can't even pronounce it. Why would I buy it? Because they say it brings forth enormous spiders. This all started when one person wrote a review saying the product uh, attracts wolf spiders. If you're scared of wolf spiders, watch out for these lotions. Um, which I, wolf spiders aren't poisonous, nor do they attack humans. Like wolf spiders are, are the good spiders. Well, when you make a body butter that has wolf spider pheromones in it, <laughs> apparently it makes them do crazy things. I guess. I mean, I wouldn't want to wake up with a giant wolf spider on me, but you know. <laughs> Not like a black widow or anything. Imagine. All right, let me paint a picture for you, Jason. It's Saturday night. It's date night, right? Yeah. Night on the town. Maybe, maybe you you get a little sweaty. Maybe you go and you take a shower before you get in bed with your beau. And just maybe, just maybe, you put on a little lotion so you can be nice and soft for the date night sex you're about to have. And just maybe you put a little lotion on your inner thighs right where the stretch marks and the chafing is you gotta <laughs> lotion up that area and then you wake up with a wolf spider straddling you like the alien face hugging that thing okay now you got me i don't want any of this lotion <laughs> it's all the rage jason no i'm good or you could wake up with a wolf spider on your face like a uh like one of the face huggers yeah, that's what awful. I just said, but on the vagina, which was much more clever, no, I feel worse. like. No, I'm good. Gotta lotion it up. Yeah. All right, I think we should save those other two for when All we right. don't have anything else to talk about Sounds on another episode. <laughs> yeah, we just wanted to get this out for you guys because we had our uh, 
one of our guests had pulled out on Monday, and um, so we, we had to put this together. And I was trying to rack my brain today for something to talk about, but I, nothing cool's happened to me lately. So that's that. Yep, no fun skeet stories for Jason. No, no fun skeets. Maybe I'll have a good skeet story next time we do a host episode. Hope so. But, uh, anything you want to tell everybody before we we leave for this week? Not really, man. I'm hoping the the guests for the rest of the month stay intact. I've been having a tough time with guests lately, man. I've been having a lot of people saying they don't want to do the podcast, they can't do the podcast, pulling out of the podcast. Uh, we're we're supposed to record with Caitlin Polifo on Sunday, though. So I'm very excited to hopefully be able to talk to Caitlin Polifo. Hopefully, you guys get that interview later. Uh, if not, you will get the Vegemite bonus episode. And next month, I'm still putting it together. We will hopefully have some very fun comedians for you guys to talk to. So well, even go ahead going, and get in the Patreon. Make it all worth it for us. Just going through a little dry spell right now. And if we have to, you know, we'll just, we like doing the hostful episodes. And next time I'll be a, a little more prepared. I promise. Uh, I'll put something together for us that'll be fun and enjoyable. Yeah. But um, other than that, I think that's about it. Um, I just want to tell everybody, please. Um, usually I forget to tell everybody this. Uh, if you want to help out the show, and you don't want to be a patron, you're like, man, I ain't got a dollar a month to give to you, you two jerks. Go leave us a review wherever you listen to the podcast, whether it's Spotify or Apple or you know, Overcast, Downcast, wherever you listen to the show, there's got to be a way to give us either a, a review or a star rating. So do both of those. It takes like 10 seconds out of your day. That helps out the show a lot. So go do that, and we love you forever. And if you send us a a uh, picture of it or take a screenshot of you leaving us a review or something like that. I might send you a little something like a little sticker or something like that. So go do that and we'll we'll thank you in our very own special way. And if you want to email us, email us at openmicerspodcast at gmail.com. Openmicers.com is our website where we do our blog and blogs and all that kind of stuff over there. Linktree slash openmicerspodcast is where all of our buttons are for everywhere you need to find the show. So go do that. We love you guys, and we'll see you all next week. Skeet Ulrich. Skeet, skeet, skeet. We got to tell you guys about B-Res Coffee Company. That's right. B-Res Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by gamers. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered. Like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel flavored roast. Or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production.